Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Black Millennial Revolution. My name is Kiana Michelle, also known as Key, and you are tuned in to another episode here at the Black Millennial Revolution. What's going on, y'all? I hope everyone is having a great day today. On today's episode, I wanted to discuss workplace discrimination, and this is across all fields. So I'm not just touching upon corporate America. I'm touching upon all different professional fields. And I wanted to talk about this because this is something that I always said to myself, if I ever start a YouTube channel, a podcast, any way to get my voice out, I'm discussing this. This is something that needs to be discussed amongst the community. And I felt that way because around that time frame, a lot of my friends and I would always discuss our own workplace discrimination amongst each other. And sometimes it wouldn't even be things that would happen to us. It would be things that we would witness that would just bother us, deeply bother us, that we would have to discuss amongst each other. And... Around that time frame, I want to share some stories. I'm going to share some personal stories of my own workplace discrimination. Um, Around that time frame, I was working at a nonprofit in Boston, and it's actually a very, very well-known nonprofit. And I was very excited to get this position. I had four interviews. I really wanted to get back into the youth development field around that time frame. So I was very excited when I got that job. And the first week of me working there, it was cool. You know, I was meeting everybody in the office. I was meeting, you know, everybody that was going to be on my team. I was getting to know my position. And, you know, I started to realize, all right, there's definitely going to be a lot of structure that I'm going to have to put in place for my position. And I was definitely nervous about that. But at the same time, I felt like it would push me to grow professionally. But it wasn't until our Friday meeting that came around. And this was my first Friday meeting. And, you know, we're sitting there as a team. We're having this meeting. We're discussing, you know, the goals for the year, they're, you know, filling me in on things that I would have to know moving forward. And, you know, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. But there was this energy in the air. Uh, I'm feeling good, but I can tell everybody else was not feeling good. There was this weird energy in the air. And, you know, all of a sudden, you know, my boss discusses how, there is going to be a meeting after this meeting with the other department who served the middle school department. My department served the high school and college portion of the um, nonprofit that I was serving at. And there was going to be a meeting amongst these two teams um, discussing the microaggressions and the racism that my team had felt that the other team had projected onto them. So I'm sitting here in this meeting and I'm saying to myself in my head, what did she just say? And so you start to see people 
on my team start to state, yeah, you know, we need to have this meeting. I'm tired of people talking about my hair. I'm tired of people questioning my position. Oh, yeah. And I'm tired of people doing this and that. I'm tired. And I'm just sitting in the meeting thinking to myself, huh? What? This is all things that had happened prior to me starting this position. But now the veil has been removed and here is the realness of it all. And I'm sitting here, a newbie to this position, listening to the realness of it all. Not only listening to it, you all, but also witnessing it. So at this point now, our team meeting is done. One of the heads of the nonprofit comes in now, and he's going to be the person conducting this back and forth meeting. And why I say it's back and forth, you all, because he has my team sitting in one conference room. There's another another team sitting in another room. And here are the higher ups and my boss moving back and forth, back and forth, hearing one side, hearing another side, coming back, telling another side. It was ridiculous to me. So they go to the other room, they hear their side, they hear their side. There's people and that team was a predominantly white team. And you have people that are black on that team sticking up for the members on my team, which was a predominantly black team, my team. So you have members on that team sticking up for members on my team. You have, you know, people that are white on that team saying that they weren't doing anything that was racist. You have the higher ups coming back now explaining that to my team. It's it's just a, a game of what uh, what is that game that you that um what is that whisper game again? Y'all y'all know what I'm talking about. I forget what the whisper game where you whisper people's business and it travels everywhere. I forget what the name of that game is as kids that we used to play, but that's what it felt like. And I'm sitting there like, is this really going on? Next thing you know, you see people in my team start to get upset when, you know, the higher ups are coming back and talking to them and explaining what the other team is saying, how they're denying that they ever did that and how they don't understand how people on my team can feel that, you know, that they have been racist towards them. And now you see people on my team start to get up and leave the, the, um, the, conference room. They're getting upset. People are starting to cry now. It got to the point that my boss at the end of all this sort of stuff started to cry because she was just tired of it all. And she's saying, you know what? I'm tired of this. I want this all to end. I want us all to be able to get along in harmony. And I'm here sitting here at the end of this all thinking to myself, what in the world did I get myself into. I had four interviews for this position and I stated that to you all for a reason. Because all I could think is, what? Four interviews for this madness? I was appalled. And the snowball only accelerated throughout my time being there. It only accelerated throughout my time being there. You know, it wasn't only even racism that people were dealing with. It was sexism. No one was happy whether you were black or white. No one was happy at that position. It was so toxic. You know, and I tried my best to be a light for others. But at the same time, I said to myself, wow, this workplace discrimination that is going on here is ridiculous. It got to a point um, after people started to leave the organization and drop out like flies. The CEO stated how, you know, they've been discussing how they're going to have a diversity committee and how this is something that has been in the works for so long. And y'all know what I'm talking about. If you ever heard that diversity committee BS when, you know, 
workplaces discuss how they're going to have a diversity committee to discuss the stuff going on. And Please. Y'all know how that is. And if y'all have a diversity committee and it thrives in your field of work, that's great. That is great. That's how it should be straight up. Um, so if you can't relate to what I'm saying, <laughs> um, you know, then kudos, honestly, kudos to you because it is ridiculous when you're in a workplace and they talk about diversity committee, but they dilute it and they never do it. So here it is diversity committee, blah, 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 blah. Time goes on. You all time goes on. No comments have been stated about this diversity committee. We were told we were going to get um, an update about it, you know, very soon. Very soon you're going to be hearing an update about this diversity committee. You all, we heard no update about this diversity committee. So it got to the point we were having an all-staff meeting. And I said to myself as I'm sitting in this all-staff meeting... I got to ask this question about this diversity committee. I'm so curious to know what is going on with this diversity committee. Is this even going to happen? So at the end of the all staff meeting, the CEO asks, so does anybody have any questions? Does anybody have any questions? And so I raised my hand. I had a question. And so he says, yes, Key, Um, you have a question? I said, yes, you know, so... I've been wondering what's going on with this diversity committee. You know, we've been told that we were going to have an update upon that. And I haven't heard anything about this diversity committee at all. So I'm wondering, is this something that we're really going to discuss and we're really going to implement? Or is this going to be something else that we're going to slip underneath the rug? And so once I state that, the first thing he says, oh, no, well, we're not going to slip anything underneath the rug. Everybody's like, okay, so, you know, on the edge of their seats, like, are we going to have the diversity committee, though, is the main question. But yes, regarding the diversity committee, it is going to happen. We're still discussing it. It is in the works. It's going to happen. You all, a year went by of me still being there after me asking that question. There was no diversity committee. But you know what there was? Just people chatting, chatting and gossiping about, oh, did you hear what he asked? Did you hear what he asked? Is there going to be a diversity committee? I'm so glad she asked that. But did you hear? Did you hear? Did you hear? There was so much more chatting about that than an actual diversity meeting happening. It was just ridiculous to me. You know, I just, I just found myself thinking to myself, wow, is this really what it goes on in professional settings? Pe- no wonder people don't like their jobs. You know, I'm, I'm, this is, this is ridiculous. This is what really goes on. And I'm thinking about people that are not even black. So think about black people. Think about us. You all think about us going into these workplaces. We, we want to learn. We want to grow. You know, a lot of us as millennials, we want to be the best that we can be. So we're going into a lot of these workplaces facing workplace discrimination or seeing other people face workplace discrimination. And it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And throughout my time there, yes, I grew and I learned, but I could not shake off the workplace discrimination that I witnessed other people deal with there. 
And then as time went on and I started to stand up for others, I realized that I started to deal with my own things as well. But listen, I was leaving before anybody was going to fire me. Because I knew, oh no, this toxic situation is not going to bring me down. Because I saw it bringing people down. It got to the point, even my boss left. My boss said, you know what, Key? You're right. I told her, you know, the CEO is racist, right? I said, this is modern day slavery in the flesh. You all, I've never, I've, you know, this is an organization that's been around for over 20 years. So much lack of structure, but you're supporting black and Latino students and youth, young youth. But there's such a lack of structure. The CEO doesn't even like to say black or Latinos. It's almost, he can't even look at black people in the eye. But you have an organization where you're serving black and Latino youth. That's modern day slavery in the flesh. And I would tell her, you know, this is modern day slavery in the flesh, you know. And it got to the point, she said, you know what, Kia, you're right. The woman ended up leaving even before me. Who had to end up being the person leading the team? Me. And luckily, I was amongst other leaders. So it was a, it was, it was a great team. It really was. It was a great, great team. But I felt bad for them being a part of a dysfunctional environment and they were new because my entire team prior to them had left. I was only there for two years, you all. The first year I was there, I had a whole team. They ended up leaving. The same team I was telling you about when I was in the conference room, all those people left. All those people left, including the one white girl that was on the team that couldn't deal with seeing, you know, her colleagues of color deal with the discrimination. She was like, oh, I'm out of here too. It just was ridiculous. And as I'm dealing with my own things at my job, I have friends that would tell me the same things. Oh, I have, I'm, I'm seeing people deal with workplace discrimination. I'm dealing with my own workplace discrimination. I have a friend that was working at, before she went to medical school last year, this very well-known hospital in Massachusetts, very well known to the point if I say the name, y'all going to know, you know, and I, that's why I can't even say it yet, because she might end up going back there after medical school to do her residency. Who knows? You know, so I can't even say that. I can't say the name yet. People be playing the game right now. My friend is she, she grinding. You know, we need more black doctors in the field. So she's playing the game. But anyways, she faced so much discrimination at that hospital. So much discrimination. For no reason. Just for being a black woman coming and doing her job. She's a black woman, very low key. You know, introverted woman. She'll be social with you, but she's not someone that likes small talk. So, you know, to some white people, when you like that, it's like, oh, you know, why won't she talk to me? Why won't she kiss my ass? My friend, you know, she had an agenda. She wasn't like that. She came to this hospital, so, we, you know, to have a job, get experience, for it to look good on her resume and to help her get into medical school. She wasn't there to make friends. And especially when she knew her boss was racist, she wasn't there to have a relationship with her boss. But she was respectful to the woman. But the woman just could not stand the fact that my friend would not kiss her ass. She could not stand the fact that she couldn't break my friend down. 
So she would do little things and bring her in these meetings for no reasons to talk about things. For, you know, just to bring up issues. Just to bother her. And I'm sure some of you all can relate to this. It's ridiculous because these stories that I'm telling you all, these are just one of many. I know some of you all listening to this are probably nodding your head like, yes, I've experienced things too. And it's unfortunate. But there are ways to deal with it. I know for people that... If you're in a job and you're dealing with workplace discrimination and it's the field of work that you want to do, I commend you for doing the field of work that you want to do and for following your purpose, but you don't have to stay there. Your mental health is important. Fulfilling your spirit and your soul is important. Taking care of you is important. These jobs don't care about you. It's a harsh reality, but it's the truth. So you got to put yourself first. That's the one thing I wish I left that job sooner. And that's why I say that story. I'm out of that job now. That job scarred me so much. I've been on my entrepreneurial route ever since then. That job just made me so turned off for working for anybody Because it was disgusting the things that I witnessed. Not even only to black people, but to other people, women, even some men. It was disgusting, you all. So I'm saying to anybody, if if you're in a field of work and you see people dealing with, you know, racial discrimination in the workplace or you're dealing with your own racial discrimination in the workplace... You do not have to stay there. You're not bounded or tied down to any of these jobs or positions. Understand that and realize that. You have skills. You have skills. Press on and move on with those skills. There's so many other jobs out there. Apply to get another position. Or maybe it's time for you to try to work for yourself. And no, it won't be easy. None of these routes will be easy. Applying to another position. We all know applying to jobs is like, it's a job. You know, it could be like a job. And entrepreneurship isn't easy either. But listen, it, both of those routes are much better than staying at a job that you hate and you dislike. Or staying at a job that you're dealing with racial discrimination. Or you're witnessing other people deal with racial discrimination. Other black people. Understand that. It pains me when I am in conversations with brilliant, talented, and gifted black people. And they hate their jobs. And they're dealing with workplace discrimination. And they feel so tied down to these jobs just because of the fact that they have a job. It pains me inside. It really does. 
I find myself preaching that no, you, you don't do it. No, because <laughs> I just want black people to thrive straight up. And I don't think it's right or fair at all for people to work nine to five, 12 to eight, 10 to six, whatever your shift is, perhaps you're working longer than eight hours and deal with workplace discrimination. No one should have to deal with that. We all have only one life. Make it be a fulfilling one. No one should have to deal with that. And that's why we're seeing so many black millennials hop on to the entrepreneurship route. Or so many black millennials wanting and fighting to be in leadership positions. Because we're noticing that there are not a lot of leaders in these workplaces. And that's why I had a podcast episode prior to this one called, Where are the Leaders? And I stated in that episode how people love to talk about the millennials. But my question to them is, where are the leaders in these workplaces? We're looking for leaders. I know some millennials can be entitled or some millennials can be, you know, all these negative ways that some people can describe them as. But there are a lot of us working hard out here. There are a lot of us that want to be successful. There are a lot of us that want people that can lead us on the right way. That's straight up. I know so many millennials that are looking for mentors that want a good mentor. What? That are looking for profound leadership in their lives. And they couldn't find anyone, so they turned to themselves. I think it's so important for your job or whatever you pursue to do in your life, for it to be fulfilling, for it to fulfill you. And you know what's worse than facing workplace discrimination amongst, you know, other races? It's when you're facing workplace discrimination amongst your own kind. When you're in a position and you have other black people trying to bring you down. I've heard of that a lot recently. And I think that's ridiculous to me. I know of a lot of people that deal with that. Bosses that are black trying to bring them down. Other women in the workplace or other men in the workplace that are black trying to bring them down. What kind of crab in the barrel mess is that? And in those situations, if you relate to any of those situations, you gotta, it's one of those moments where you really have to feel sorry for that black person that is treating you that way. The self-hate that is oozing out of their actions and oozing out of the way that they're treating you You got you to gotta have some empathy because you, you got to have some empathy for that person. 
Because I find that sad to treat other black people like that in a professional setting. You should support one another. You don't got to be the best of friends. I'm not saying every black person in the world got to be the best of damn friends. But it feels good when you see another brother or sister at a workplace. You say hi to them. You chop it up. That sense of unity. That sense of respect. It feels good. And that's what I appreciated about that last position. Yes, it was a predominantly white setting, but we had brothers and sisters in there. And we were all talking to each other, okay? Everybody was talking to each other. I made a point to talk to everybody. Sit down and have conversations with people. Because that's important. It really is. Perhaps another one of your black colleagues is having an issue at work. If they can talk to you and they can just air out and vent out and and say what they got to say to someone else that looks like them, it feels so damn good, you all. It really does. I always tell people there's nothing better than black unity. Especially in the workplace. In several other settings in life, but especially in the workplace. But moral of this entire podcast, don't stay at a job if you're not happy. Life is way too short and you have way too much to do. And believe that you have way too much to do than stay at a job that you do not like, that you're unhappy at, if you're facing workplace discrimination or racial discrimination, oh no, your dignity, it matters. And it means more than that. So think about that as you're in this new year. Work with intention. Whatever position you're at, how is this position going to fulfill you? How is this position going to help you professionally and personally, not just financially? Because you can always get that money, but the time, you can't get that time back. So think about that. Think about that. Once again, I thank you all for tuning in to another episode here at the Black Millennial Revolution. And as always, I hope you all have a great one. Bye now.